Welcome to the Explore the Circular Economy podcast by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. Welcome to the Explore the Circular Economy podcast, where we discuss how to move away from a linear, take-make-waste economy to one that designs out waste and pollution, keeps products and materials in use, and regenerates natural systems. This episode is the final one in our five-part series focused on the fashion industry, where the Make Fashion Circular team at the Foundation explore how fashion can thrive and not just survive by designing a circular economy for clothes. This episode is focused on designing a circular economy for fashion and introduces the Foundation's upcoming Circular Design Guide for Fashion book. Achieving the transition to a circular fashion industry will require unprecedented collaboration. And in this session, we're joined by WGSN's Fashion's Head of Textiles and Materials, Helen Palmer, and Bureau Batak's Alexandra Batak to explore the importance of circular design. Your hosts for this session are the Foundation's Circular Design Lead, Joe Isles, and Circular Design Project Manager for the Make Fashion Circular team, Elodie Rosolo. Over to you, Joe and Elodie. Hello, Joe. How are you? Hey, hello. <laughs> Can you just um, remind us a little bit, in a broad sense, what circular design actually is? Sure. So design is really integral to the shift to a circular economy. I'd go as far as to say there's no transition to a circular economy that doesn't really harness the the, the power of design. And it's where we look upstream to find to find solutions for an economy that's that's regenerative. So it's a it, circular design really is a practice of design where designers and creatives keep those three principles of a circular economy at the forefront of their mind throughout the design process. And as a reminder, those three principles are to eliminate waste and pollution, to keep products and materials in use for longer, and to regenerate natural systems. So it's using those principles as a guide and a goal throughout the design process. And we see that this can really unlock new uh, creative and positive innovation opportunities. Thank you, Joe. That, that's the beautiful thing about circular design, isn't it? Is that it actually like power your creativity and put it to, a, to another place. Um, in order to understand today what is uh, circular design and what it means for the fashion industry especially, we are very happy to welcome two guests, um, Alex de Betac and Helen Palmer. Hi, Alex, and hi, Helen. <laughs> nice to see Hello, you Hello, Hello, Joe. Hello, Helen. So, I would like to start with Alex. Um, so to give a bit more context around who is uh, Alex, Alex is the creative force behind uh, Bureau Betac. And Bureau Betac um, has been producing shows, events, and exhibitions for the fashion industry for the past 25 years, working with brands like Dior, Saint Laurent, Hermès, Céline, uh, and many, many others. So Alex, could you tell us a bit more around what have been your experience applying circular design in your work? Um, and yeah, tell us the stories about, about that. The stories about circular design. Well, for a bit of context to start, I mean, obviously designing and producing fashion shows might sound like the least circular activity ever. And those uh, shows last now hardly 10 minutes, uh, spend you know, a lot of money and in very little time, and of course, a lot of carbon. So given I dedicated my life to that many years ago, many, many years ago, I started thinking on how we can make it more sustainable. And part of the ways to make uh, those ephemeral events more sustainable is to make them the more circular possible. Uh, 
um, together with my team, we learned a lot. We decided a few years ago to uh, apply to certify ourselves ISO 2121, which is the international certification for uh, eco-responsible events, which we uh, got in February and which we announced, uh, uh, therefore, the last February, together with a list of measures that we've learned to do and apply and that we shared with the world as our 10 commandments to more eco-responsibility and better sustainability in making events. One of the, the first of the 10 commandments is what we call eco-conceive and eco-conception in design, which is precisely the circularity in design of what we do. <clears throat> Historically, fashion shows and ephemeral events were done by luxury brands who have um, pretty good budgets and done very high level of qualities. And historically, they were done with new materials that were trashed. Uh, since I started my life in doing this, I was always shocked and against it and always wondered how to do that. So one of the first things we did to make it more circular at Brobetac is to, uh, first of all, try to always and only work with stuff that is reusable. And when we design something that is not, because it's round or because it's entirely custom, we would design pieces that are parts of pieces so that they can become reusable. We would partner with uh, resources and vendors only that would agree with us to follow us and to make things rentable and reusable and no longer ever trashable. Um, we also apply culturally but also technically to every country we work in. Uh, whether you, when you go to Japan or to China or to America or to many different countries in Europe, you have different standards. Uh, four by eight in America becomes one can by two can in Japan, and they're not the same size. And in France, they translate obviously into centimeters, and they become a different size. And that sounds very basic, but it changes everything. When you start to design with culture, with culturally locally, you design in ways that either already exist or may exist again. Um, and, and, and of course, so they, that, that is the basis of everything we do now. Our very first commandment, as we call it, out of 10, is to think and conceive in a circular manner so that um, uh, we can not only have the least, but almost have no uh, uh, reject at all of anything we're going to use. And of course, there's going to be some rejects, such as certain types of fabrics that can be used, that we will also always first try to upcycle or to reuse as they were. And, and, and only down the chain, at the very end, what we've not managed to reuse at the, as they were, or to upcycle or distribute to associations who can upcycle it, then we will consider recycling. Um, but the other thing that's very important about fashion shows that I'd like to share, and I'll give you examples. Uh, uh, fashion show, I mean, there, there are a lot of fashion shows and there are a lot of temporary ephemeral events in the world of fashion and not just fashion. But fashion is the most visible one of all of them. So in addition to making sure that we as a production and design company uh, design responsibly, more than that, what we've tried to do is to uh, uh, raise the awareness of our client through the way they work together with us and, of course, help raise the awareness globally through the events we do once we've, we agree on the fact that they have a huge resonance. I mean... Um, I just received numbers this week of the past fashion week, which was that, that uh, confined semi-lockdown fashion week of September. And, and a, a show like Christian Dior, which was one of the few important shows that we did that, we, that remained physical, even though there was only a tense 
of the traditional physical audience um, had 28 million views. Um, when, you, when you do a fashion show, which is, of course, a communication tool for a fashion or luxury brand, but that you know you're going to touch tens and tens of millions of people. I think in addition to making sure you do it uh, eco-responsibly and you do it as circularly as you can, you need to help promote the idea of circularity. And, 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 and that's something we've been doing for years, is try to not only use less, as I just said, or use reusably, but, um, but promote that idea. Promote the idea that always new, which is the basis of fashion, is not always right. That, um, that something that you've seen before that you're going to see again in a different way or used in a different manner may be, uh, um, may be even cooler because you're reusing it in a different manner. And I think that adding a, a desirability to the reuse and to the circularity is in a way one of the first elements that fashion fashion showmaking can do. And so, of course, when we do a fashion show like Jacques Mus in the fields of Provence and Lavender a year ago, or, or again, we did in the wheat fields in July this past, uh, uh, this year. We, uh, together with Simon Jacques helped promote the idea that a, a very internationally resonating fashion show doesn't have to spend uh, uh, tons of carbon and money, doesn't have to exist through a very complicated physical installation. But the key to be able to do that is obviously creative freedom, which you'd always get in my life. You get it with amazing designers like Simon Jacquemus. But it's also strategic freedom. Simon agreed a while ago to come out of the traditional fashion week system and to go kind of wherever he wants, whenever he wants. And, and, and he's given us the freedom to help him do that and to do it in a way where we could um, use the creative freedom uh, 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 to, to counterbalance the fact that there would be less audience. In other words, by going to Provence or to the wheat fields in, 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 like we did recently, you will have, at a time which is not Fashion Week, you will have 10 or 20 or 50 times less people, prof fashion professionals, present physically than you would have during Fashion Week. On the other hand, you have more time and you don't need the same infrastructure. So we show that we spend less carbon. We show that we have no infrastructure. We showed when we were in the lavender field or in the wheat field that there was just hardly a bench or a chair. There was no light. There was a sound that you can imagine but not physically see. There was hardly no power used. And yet the creativity, the creative freedom that we had to do creatively well, that he gave himself to do creatively so well, made the show be probably more efficient from a social media and communication point of view than many other shows that have uh, uh, less restraints. So in a way, when you allow yourself the creative freedom, you can apply uh, 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 eco-responsibly and circularity much better than when you have less creative freedom as we do in places like that. I'll give you another example of a bigger scale. When we, I mean, there's a lot of ways to apply circularity. A uh, house like Dior, for whom we've designed and produced fashion shows for over 20 years now, which is quite amazing in the world of fashion. Um, now, as a designer, Maria Grazia Chiori, and a new president, Pietro Beccari, and, 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 and three people that basically run such a large company, when they agree with us to our will to try to do that, not only to do it better and more sustainably, but to help promote the ideas of sustainability 
and, and circularity through fashion shows, yet keeping some uh, 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 controversiality, because fashion is also that. If you only do good and you only promote good while doing good and showing good, you're going to lose people's interest. So it's a very tricky, contrasting, weird thing that we're in, where we need to keep some 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 contrast to the good doing. We need we, we need some not necessarily shocking, but controversiality within the good doing to keep the fashion audience interested, yet to touch them with the circularity. Some edge. We did the last show we did for Dior in Italy in Lecce in July. We used all local talents. We did a pretty big production, yet applying 100% of the 10 uh, sustainability commandments that we published in February. We managed to respect them. We did the show without any audience because it was COVID times when no one traveled or could travel and reached huge numbers in communication while helping, again, promoting the idea, hopefully, of circularity. So I think those are some examples of... of of that, but, but but going even way way further back, I remember. I mean, a brand called Rodati. Alex, just uh, yeah. just, sorry, just to just to jump in. Um, so many examples and insights there. Um, just wanted to. And I know we want to hear from uh, from Helen in just a second as well. Of course, but, um, sorry, Helen. The uh, the I'd love to at some point come back to the 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 principles or the the commandments. Um, is that something that I think this idea of sharing knowledge or or a mindset more broadly throughout an industry is something I know we'd like to pick up on. But Ella, I think um, you, you had a question you, uh, for, for Helen that we wanted to move on to. Um, yes, Helen. Uh, so for context, um, Helen is the director of uh, textile materials and knitwear at WGSN. And WGSN is one of the main forecasters for fashion, beauty and lifestyle. So Helen, um, we wanted to ask you, in what you have seen in terms of trends and forecasting, um, what are you seeing around circular design recently? Hi, well, thank you very much for inviting me here today. Um, I think at WGSN, um, as you said, we are um, a trend forecasting business, but I, I guess that in a way the word trend has sort of changed over the time. I think the word trend, it, it can mean sort of constant newness, but we, we tend to redefine that now as change forecasting. And I think that obviously, um, as a as a service industry to to the fashion um, and design industry, we've we sort of go hand in hand, sort of watching what they're doing and sort of helping them to make sort of better decisions. And I think that um, sustainability and circularity is is fundamental to how the industry is going to move forward. So of course, for us, um, we are definitely within our content and our communications and, and the kind of the, the, um, the content we put on the platform, we are sort of building in a lot of um, conversation and actions around sustainability and specifically circularity. Um, I think that fundamentally for us, it's about um, commenting on good practice and sort of showcasing uh, what um, brands, innovators, designers, individuals are doing. Um, and sort of in that way, sort of communicating um, globally what's happening and sort of that sort of constant um, information that we can put out around better practice, we think is, you know, it's just one of those influences of many that will help our clients sort of move in the right direction. Um, what have you so, seen like as a 
specific um, examples of circular design that you could tell us about or specific trends? Mm -hmm. So I think that um, there's lots of things happening at, at lots of different levels. I mean, obviously, um, from a point of view of, of it, real innovation, sort of um, technical innovation, we're seeing a lot of things around recycling. So, um, you know, we've got obviously pioneering brands such as Adidas doing monomaterial sneakers. So that idea of that, that sort of inf in infinite recycling, which is really important. Um, I think how that plays out to sort of brands is that um, a lot of brands are sort of targeting themselves and doing some work around making one product circular. And I think that what we're finding when we're talking to some of our retail partners is that they are looking at um, one product in particular and how to sort of unpick the, the way that things have been made in the past and sort of apply circular thinking. Um, and then I think the idea is if you can get one garment working, then obviously that those learnings are really important. I mean, obviously with uh, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, the, with the denim, the, the gene redesign, again, we're seeing the denim industry, which has always been a very innovative industry, but at the same time um, having a lot of issues around, you know, obviously cotton um, farming and dyes and all the, the, the negative things that goes around um, the denim industry. But they have been very innovative and pioneering. So I think the, the project that you have with so many partners in the supply chain around the circular gene is, is one of, you know, one very important project. And we, we expect to see more of this going forward. Um, I think that what we're looking at at WSN is this idea of um, getting uh, the industry to, uh, the established industry, that is, to look at completely changing their mindset. Um, it's almost like uh, talking about speculative design. So it's kind of like uh, the starting point for a design team should be how, how can I design for this emerging circular economy, which is very new and is working in certain pockets of, uh, of, of innovation, but it's obviously scalability and collaboration is really important. But I think to make that first start and to get your, your internal teams really focused on that, I think that's where um, the creativity can really start because it's, it's really about designing with restraint because I think with circularity, there are a lot of um, interesting limits but I think with design, um, often having restraints or limitations can actually be very creative and can really make people think in a completely different way. And I think that this is um, this starting point of actually using design as a tool for problem solving, as well as creativity and how those two things go together, I think is really, really interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Helen. Um, Joe, would you like to maybe ask some questions yourself to our guests? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to to come back to, as I said, this this notion, Alex, of of, of the commandments, and you, and it really sounds like they forced you to be creative um, and to do things differently. So, do you think that's something that's needed in the fashion industry? Is is there a sense of d d young designers and creative people coming through and 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 looking for new sources of inspiration or, or is this just an, another thing that they could that they could pick up and be interested no in? no i think i think well first of all i agree with ellen uh, that i think it's a, it's a need in every industry and and when you are creative restraints sometimes 
makes you even more creative. I mean, it's very well known. Uh, when you look at the beginnings of every major director in Hollywood, often, most often, their best films were done at the beginnings when they didn't have the budgets of the big studios and they were less commercial. And I think that applies everywhere. I mean, obviously, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. We do shows for very young or small designers with no budget or smaller budgets. And we do shows with very large luxury houses with very large budgets. But in both cases, you can be very, very creative, but you keep doing the small ones because they keep you even more creative. I think that applies everywhere. <clears throat> I think that the circularity is not just one more new thing on the side. Uh, uh, obviously, we all, I mean, we all here agree on the fact that a more eco-responsibility and circularity is needed for the world to continue to go around, and otherwise we wouldn't be here. And, and uh, on the contrary, I think it will become normality. I think what we have to do here as people that care is to make normal what today is actually just a new thing. It has to become completely normal. When we applied, I mean, to go back to the Ten Commandments, what we've learned with my team over the few last years while going through the process of our certification is all the, 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 the things that are obvious but that you didn't think of before and how to apply them to what we do, which is different than what designers do when they design fashion. But in a way, what we do when we do fashion shows, um, I'm not going to do false modesty. One of the elements, first of all, the fashion show is one of the most visible fashion communicative tool that fashion has. And it's definitely one of the most probably visible thing in the world in general, if you compare to what's comparable to, to, to stage or to music or to theater or to movies. It's another form of pop culture that is very commercial. It has a cycle that's very short, much more than, than, than music or movies. So in a way, it's there all the time in your face and we might as well use it. And we have to use it because fashion participates to the global uh, 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 ecological problems of the world. Um, when we, together with the designers, and we've had the chance, for example, to work with uh, Yves Saint Laurent since Anthony Vaccarano is there, and, the, and, and globally the caring group, and they were very supportive of all the efforts we made to, impl to implement the commandments. Same with Dior, as I said, that we've done for over 20 years. But lately with Maria Grazia, we've done a lot uh, when we went to Italy this year, when we went to Morocco two years ago, to source locally, to do locally, not just sustainably, but also so, so socially, uh, and to help implement the local uh, production and the circularity. But even further than that, with designers like uh, Isabel Marron or Rodarte or... or, or, or <clears throat> We've tried to think together on how to even promote the idea of circularity. Uh, we're thinking and, and starting to discuss with them on the idea of reusing clothes from before on the next runway on purpose, used a different way, styled a different way. We're, we're toying with the idea of reusing the patterns of previous seasons, which are already cut but maybe done with a new fabric. We're toying with the idea of bringing back the clothes of those luxury brands so that they add a little something to it that gives the novelty, yet it's the old clothes. But I'm even toying with the idea all the time of just trying to make old new or cool. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, well, since I'm a teenager, I've always uh, dressed myself with vintage and I've always filled my houses with, with vintage design because maybe I'm more sensitive to it. But, 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 but of course, I respect and help promote contemporary creation, and it's very important. I think you can mix the two. And I think mm -hmm. a fashion show, a fashion event, or any event that resonates 
uh, has to now mix the two and say, look, it's cool to reuse something you saw last season. Like we started working with Kenzo and Felipe last season. We designed this plastic bubble uh, uh, tubes that we did the first show in, and we designed them in sections. We built them and we produced and, and bought them so that they can be reused in smaller sections sure. anywhere. Sure. And, and I think there's something very important and, and a great responsibility we'll have today of promoting that idea of longer lasting, better crafted, mm. better quality, reusing, but also creative. Like keep yeah. creating using stuff that you've had sure. used before. I'm interested to get um, Helen's perspective on this as well. Because, um, uh, and maybe it's a, I think we hear these, these really sort of almost like beacons of, 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 of innovation and experimentation from Alex. Um, maybe, Hel- do we, Helen, do we need a, a bit of a reality check? Is this really going to change the fashion industry overall? Um, yeah, I think it will. I mean, I think that, you know, we have got, we have really got those um, pockets of innovation already. So we've we've got you know leading lights in in sort of circular thinking, who are sort of maybe more established. For example, you know the North Face and Patagonia from the active side. You've got you know the denim industry is you know we've got a lot of part you know with yourselves a lot of partners that are uh, sort of in the the jeans redesign um we've got a lot of young designers who are just you know quite disruptive in the way that they're thinking i mean they are um using vintage they're they're getting uh, access to dead stock materials or designer fabrics they are you know doing really you know very exciting upcycling and recycling projects um, and then, of course, you've got the the brands. And again, you know, H&Ms of this world, they are, you know, doing a lot in that area. Um, you know, you've got, obviously, the recent ASOS launch. Um, and I think that it's something that it's one of those things where it's like we should, you know, and a lot of the retail brands and people that we talk to are talking about they should. But if not now, when? You know, I think they it, it's coming. And they are, I think companies inside in the in the inside the companies themselves they are designing for this they're looking at it they know it's it's something that they've got to do um so i think that i think the main sort of blocker at the moment really is is about um scaling up and collaboration and sort of getting the whole sort of supply chain um geared up to do this so obviously you need your manufacturers you need you know you need your your fabric suppliers you need your brands you need you need the young creatives that you you who are learning and i think it's great you know you've got a lot of things going on around education a lot of brands are teaming up with universities um there's a there's a lot of kind of um, stuff in the syllabus around circular thinking, sustainable design. So I think, and the younger generation are very active about um, this this topic. And I think we're seeing a, a whole new generation of designers um, from university or, or or within companies who've come in and are challenging how companies are working and want to to move the industry forward. They're very very uh, conscious about sustainability. So I I am a bit of an optimist. um, And I do think that companies have a responsibility to keep talking about it, keep advocating it. And that's what we do at WSN. We flag up who's doing it, who's doing it well. In a way, it's like shaming some of the uh, brands, companies that we have who don't do it because they're seeing all of this activity happening. So in a way, we're trying to just align with what's happening and, and just kind of keep showcasing, actually, 
that it's happening and it, and and people are getting more and more um, activated by it. So although, as I said, there are elements of the industry that are already on that journey, um, I think it, it, it's just it is a big change because it's about changing changing your systems, changing the way that you think, the way that you work, the way you produce, the way that you sell, you know, the, the post-sale, um, post you know, the consumer. There's so many elements to it. But I do think that everyone has to start somewhere. And I think, you know, hopefully that this, this kind of, um, this vision will start to sort of go into reality. In this sense, uh, Helen, um, if you would have one tip for a young creative who would like to start applying circular design in his or her work, what would you say? Um, so I think that it's, um, I think the design process really is a, such a key part of circularity. It's, it's design thinking. I think that anyone that's coming through the system who's at university or wants to set something up or a fledgling company, I think it's, it's about having a real purpose. Um, a lot of the things that we, uh, we talk about at WSN is, are, you know, is, is avoiding designing for landfill. So I think it's having a really clear focus and purpose and vision um, look really looking at your impacts you know if you're going to be adding more products into the world you know what what kind of message do you want to give out what what does your brand stand for how do you minimize your impact um, and you know it, it's, it's everything it's from from the fibers and the the materials you, you select to um, to the design itself looking at zero waste kind of um, uh, you know, design, and then it's looking at all sorts of things about how you how you're going to sell or market that product as well. Um, who you're going to connect in with? Who is your customer? What kind of communities can you build? You know, there's there's kind of a lot of things around this, but I think it's just putting circularity and sustainability at the heart of of what you do because I think that's. I think that the way that the world is changing right now, um, people are looking more inward. They are really thinking about what they're going to buy and what, what, their, what their values are. So I think that design um, needs to have an element of reflection in that and needs to be something that is, is purposeful. I think that's really important. Thank you, Helen. Joe, I can see that we have received a question from the audience. Um, would you like to maybe ask it to our speakers sure i mean we, we've had loads of questions in uh, uh really good ones um and I, I wonder if we could just get kind of really snappy answers i know we're approaching the end of the session really uh running over a little bit um but uh what what, what is the end goal with circular design and and if in just really briefly could could each of you have a go at just def trying to define it give us the dictionary definition of of circular design for, for fashion in, I think you, you, you've done a great definition at the beginning of the session. Um, uh, me, I'll, I'll, I'll add to what Ellen just said, and I completely agree. I think that the best advice, uh, and that goes with the definition of circular design today or tomorrow, would be to, I mean, I, I, to make sure that if you will add a product to the world, that you do it as circularly as you can. However, the means doesn't need to uh, influence the look. I think that nowadays it's a tool. Everything should be done with more circularity and more mm -hmm. circular design in mind. Nevertheless, it doesn't have to look it. 
uh, uh, I think that whether you're a fashion designer or a designer of anything in general, of course you need to follow your instinct and make sure if you create, you create something new. Otherwise, there's no point in putting it out there. Mm. And once you create something new, everything from now on should be created with the most zero waste possible way and the most secular way. But it doesn't have to look like the old stereotype of something that was eco-responsible. It needs to look great and be done the most responsibly possible. And, 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 and from now on, I hope and believe that, yes, there will be a moment when it will be normal. I think the new circular has to be the new normal, period. What, what do you think, Helen? I completely agree. I think we're at this really interesting tipping point at the moment where there's so much going on around sustainability, circularity, and there's a lot of noise and a lot of interest um, about it and a lot of um, things on the market that are trying to differentiate with that. But I think that obviously it's not the consumer's responsibility to worry about circularity in a way. It should just be what garments are in the future. And I think we'll get beyond that sort of differentiation between what is more sustainable than something else. Hopefully, it will just be a, um, a systems change and we will just swap what, you know, the old style of, of um, making for a new style. But as Alex said, I think creativity is really important. It should, it's, a, it's a structure or guideline to uh, it's a framework to design into but it shouldn't affect um you know excitement newness um and and good design so i think it's being able to use a framework of thinking and then to use your creativity to create something that pe people want to wear they want to keep um something that will give that will spark joy um something that can be then maybe um, given to someone else or resold. So it's, I think it's creating products that people want to wear, they're desirable, but they also keep their value. Um, and then hopefully could be recycled at the ultimate point of their life uh, cycle. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Helen. I'm going to hand back to Ello to, to close us out, but I, I would just, I love both of your answers. I would just add from my perspective, the, the notion of an end goal is almost something we need to um, to, to move away from. It's, it should, this should be a constant journey. Um, the, the, the perfect circular design may, may never be done, um, but I hope that that's a constant creative challenge and prospect for, 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 for the folks in the design and the creative industries, in the fashion industry and, and beyond. I, I hope, I hope that's, uh, that's exciting. A great conversation there on circular design. More than 80% of all environmental impacts from products are determined at the design stage. And with that in mind, design will shape the fashion industry's transformation to a circular economy. While traditional design focuses on considering and meeting the needs of the end user, circular design takes a much broader perspective, considering not only the user, but the system within which the design will exist. An important message to lead this series on. And that's a wrap for our fashion show series. Thanks for tuning in. Don't worry though, there's lots more content heading your way. So make sure to subscribe to the Foundation's channels and rate, comment and share this podcast with others. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's Explore the Circular Economy podcast. Don't forget to share, rate and subscribe.